Hello and welcome to the Chris Wolf Podcast on iCode Media. It has been really interesting to me to consider the different approaches that different individuals or business entities will take to solve a problem. That's the setup for a conversation that I'll have today and one that I'll post for our 100th episode in a few weeks. I think there's often times that people agree in general about much, and then when disagreements occur, they simply say, let's agree to disagree. I think the better approach is to disagree civilly and attempt to break down that disagreement to its foundation and find the principal point of disagreement. I also think that it's important to have an understanding that I will likely not change someone's mind in one conversation. I used to think I could do that, but most of the time, we're not looking for our minds to be changed. We're simply looking for reinforcement of our beliefs. And so the term open-mindedness becomes important. I believe that open-mindedness is not simply accepting someone else's point of view because it's their belief, but rather being open to the idea that my understanding of an issue is not complete, or there's new evidence, or that I'm simply wrong in my understanding. In the words of former Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, a mind that is stretched to a new idea never returns to its original dimension. And so that's the approach I like to take. I don't want to be fearful of a conversation because in that way, that fear may prevent me from ever being able to stretch my mind. Let's consider masking as an example. I was completely opposed to masking in March and April. We required it for our doctors, our team, our patients, and our practice, mainly from a pragmatic standpoint, based on CDC recommendations. And while I was opposed to it, I continued to look for evidence that I was wrong in an effort to change my mind. On August 7th, there was a study out of Duke that showed that masking did stop the spread of droplets when speaking in a significant way for all masks except for gaiters, And if it's a disease that is spread by droplets when speaking, then it does make sense that masking would reduce the spread. I'm hopeful that our numbers will go down. In Omaha, we've got a mandate now for masking. And and I hope these numbers go down with these mandates. But just as a complete shutdown in April didn't drive numbers to zero, I'm not confident that masking will either. The larger question I have is what's a tolerable number of new cases? If we're looking at zero as the acceptable number, then we'll be continuing to mask with these mandates and prohibitions for for a long time. And these will impact our freedoms. And, and they may go for a long amount of time, especially if we don't know what an acceptable or tolerable amount is. I also don't like mandates. And I'd rather convince people that masking is beneficial instead of forcing them to adopt such a change. And again, that's a, a, a bias that I have that I fully recognize. I'd rather have businesses make that determination on their own than forcing uh, everybody who is in business to, to do that. Uh, another example that I'd like to use is the uh, Veterans Administration recently retracted statements about the reason that optometrists would not be allowed to perform laser, laser surgery in the VA. Uh, The original reason in policy was stated patient safety concerns. And when they were presented with new evidence that procedures performed by ODs were no more likely to lead to patient complications than procedures performed by ophthalmologists, they removed that statement, which opens the door for potential credentialing of optometrists to practice their fullest extent of their knowledge, education, and training. Of course, ophthalmology created their narrative of danger and fear that has never been borne out in reality in any place in the country with laser procedures, minor proce- minor surgical procedures, oral medications, topical medications, glaucoma medications, diagnostic medications, 
those fears of, of patient safety have never been borne out in reality. And that was overcome by evidence and analysis by the VA. I applaud their ability to maintain an open mind, and I hope that I can mirror their example. I would also like to thank the excellent work of AOA Advocacy Chair Dr. David Cockrell and AOA Federal Relations Director Matt Willett in maintaining their relationships necessary to present such information that will lead to a change of opinion and has led to a change of opinion. So congratulations. Thank you so much for, for your work. If you found this episode valuable and you'd like to take additional steps for better understanding laser procedures, join over 3,200 optometrists and check out our many courses on minor procedures at icodeeducation.com. That's E-Y-E-C-O-D-E education.com or follow the links in today's show notes. Additionally, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, write a review and share it with your friends. At iCode Media, we believe in advancing the optometric profession by diving deep into eye care topics and providing actionable steps for our listeners and subscribers. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.